This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. The, uh, the Kola has a big schuss. We're really, really privileged and honored um, to have Rav Lopiansky here in the Kola, sort of in the Kola, adjacent to the Kola uh, tonight. It's a big, big schuss. I personally uh, have benefited from uh, Eitz of Isushia from uh, Rav Lopiansky on more than one occasion. He helped very uh, significantly at the beginning stages of a program I had been involved in a few years ago. And uh, since then as well, there have been opportunities where he's able to uh, give Eitz of, give guidance to Rabbanim, and uh, I've had opportunities, Baruch Hashem, to take advantage of that. And so many people in this room, either Rabbanim who have had the chance to ask Shailas or people who have listened to the hundreds and thousands of Shirim online and had the opportunity to hear from him. So we all know it's a zchus. Maybe just a quick uh, Dvar Torah from the Parsha that introduces the zchus and maybe contextualizes what we're uh, zocha to have with us uh, this evening. The Pasuk in our Parsha begins, Parsha's Kairach, that the Pasuk says, Vayikach Kairach, Kairach took. What does it mean he took? So he took something, there's some object, there's some subject of that action, but the truth is, if you read the rest of the Pasuk, there is no uh, object, there's nothing that Korach actually takes. So Rashi struggles with this, he points to the fact that Unclus also already addressed this in his own way, and Rashi offers two options, two interpretations of what Lakicha, what taking, what did uh, Korach grab in this first statement in the Parsha. Rashi's first explanation is Lakach es Atmo, he took himself to the side. He was mispalig, as uh, Unklis has the Lashon. He took himself to the side. He separated from the rest of Kal Yisrael and caused a machlok as he caused the uh, dispute to brew amongst the people of, uh, of the Kal Yisrael. That's the first option that Rashi presents. Then Rashi says a second uh, possibility in terms of what, what Korach took, Vayikah Korach, he says, Lakcham Bedvarim. The people that he turned into the dissenters, the people he grabbed to go along with him, to go along in his uh, plot, to uh, take over the leadership position, he grabbed them bidvarim with words. So uh, it's very interesting. Lakham bidvarim we see in other places in, uh, in the Chumash as well when we have the word lakicha. Rashi tells us it means bidvarim. But if you go back to that first Lashon of Rashi, the first explanation, it doesn't seem to answer the question that he asked. He asked, what was the lakicha? What was the taking? What was vayikach kairach? What did he take? And he says, ispalig, he's separated. So then say vayivdal, say uh, the, the Lashon Lakicha, he didn't take anything, he didn't grab anything, he didn't take hold of something and move it to another place, so why does it say vayikach korach? So if you look throughout the uh, different places in Chumash, we had it in Parshas Midbar. you have it here uh, off in art as well, the Maharal in his uh, fabulous commentary on Rashi, the Gurarye, he comments time and again on these Rashis that say Lakcha Midvarim, and he explains that a Lakicha Bidvarim means as follows. If I want to make someone do something against their will, I want to cause them to do something they weren't choosing to do originally, let's say I want to hold a drasha tonight. So I want people in Apiko to come hear me say my drasha. LMI, I've been here long enough that people know that if I announce them saying a drasha, they're probably not going to come. They know to avoid uh, my drasha at this point. So what I do, I hire a bunch of uh, henchmen, and I beat up a few people, and I put them in a truck, and I kidnap them, and I bring them over here to listen to my drasha. So I brought everyone here to hear my drasha. So that's one form of grabbing someone. But are they really here? Did I really move them? Did I really change them? Did I really convince them that they want to hear me speak? No. I physically force them to be at my speech. That's one type of movement that a person can accomplish. That's moving a guf. It's not moving a person. A person is not a body. A person is a seichel. A person is an intellect. So they haven't been convinced. They haven't been changed. They haven't been moved. They've been forced into a different position. 
If instead I wanted to convince people to come here, so I would announce Revol Bryansky's giving a drasha, and all of a sudden there's uh, 40 people in the room with a 24 hours notice because their seichel realizes this is a good place to be. I don't need to hire the henchmen. It's easier on the budget for the kolo. I don't need to pay to kidnap people to come to this year. They're going to come because their seichel realizes, their mind, their heart realizes this is the place they should really be. And they've been convinced of that. Lekicha bedvarim, says the Maharal, you can't take a person physically because a person is more than his physical guf. A person is a seichel. So when the Torah says lekicha, kach es halavim, kichu imachem devarim, when the Torah says lekicha, it's kicha bedvarim, taking people with words, convincing their seichel that they want to do differently, that they want to move to a different place. Here too, this is not my suggestion, this is actually the suggestion from a Sefer Melchamus Yehuda, which was written by Gerard Chassid, who was a Talmud Yeshiva Schachmi Lublin, very Chashiva Sefer, he quotes from the Spasemus all the time, so in this context he doesn't quote the Maharal, he quotes the Chassam Sefer, but he builds a similar Yesod, and he said that's what's going on in Rashi as well. The idea of Lakicha means to convince someone completely, to convince someone to change their mind, to move them to a different place. Korach didn't take anything, he took himself. Meaning he was in one space mentally. His seichel was in one space. He was on the same page as Klai Yisrael. And then Vayikach Karach, he took himself and moved himself to a completely different mental state. He made a decision. He shifted his life entirely by convincing himself to think differently and move differently and act differently. That was the Lakicha of Korach. That's what happened in the beginning of our Parsha. Now, a lot of us have the opportunity, Baruch Hashem, to hear speeches that are moving to hear speeches that are uh, inspiring, to hear speeches in Dvar Torah that uh, changes our perspective on something in those moments and lights a fire within us. And we're very moved by those Dvar Torah. But the Dvar Torah we're going to hear tonight, which are representative of Dvar Torah that Rav Biansky always is able to share, they are not moving. People aren't moved by Rav Lopiansky. People are taken by Rav Lopiansky. When you come into a shir and you have questions, you don't come out of the shir with answers. You come out realizing there was no question in the first place. I'm in a different place entirely. My mental capacity has changed. I've shifted. There's a lakicha. So it's not kairach, Baruch Hashem. But we're going to start the Siyad Hashemayat tonight with a lakicha. If you open your mind and you open your heart and you listen to the words of Torah that the Rabbi is going to share with us, Siyad Hashemayat, so I hope we all benefit from a lakicha to be moved, to be inspired, and ultimately to be taken by the words of Torah that Rolopiansky will share with us, please. So without further ado, Rolopiansky. So, first of all, I'd like to comment something on uh, Steinmetz's words. The trick is to hire the right henchmen. You've you got to know who to hire. You get the right henchmen, you get the right people, and they sit with a smile, whatever, whatever you know, you, you just got to get the right people. And if you have an introduction like his, that's, that's Baklala out of this world. So, um, i just like to, I, I have, I guess maybe because I'm quote, unquote, from out of town, I have tremendous harocha, for people that go and to be Marbet's Torah in, in different places. And I know I was familiar a bit with the program he had. I don't know if he still has it for the women and so on. It's, it's, it's tremendous people who, who think of a bigger picture, Kalei Yisrael. We have a yeshiva model, which is a very, very focused model where, you know, and that's amazing, Baruch Hashem, it's, it's been growing in, in Kalei Yisrael. But Kalei Yisrael is, is so much bigger than that. And to be able to bring genuine Torah to people all around and to everyone is, is a tremendous mission. It's, it's probably the mission of our door. We, the, the door that I grew up in needed to light the pilot light. 
and somebody has to go and take that light and light it in Kleisfeld. And people who engage in programs like this and people who are doing this type of work, Ashrechem, and a lot of Atzlacha Bez Hashem. The little I know, I'm in, I'm in tremendous awe of, and, and Bez Hashem, it should be Matziach here in everything you do. Um, so I want to speak a little bit about tefillah. It's, it's almost ironic that once upon a time, tefillah was a understood as the primary religious activity. Learning was, people were skeptical. They didn't understand what's the point of learning. Um, tefillah was the easy way in. In other words, people's first introduction to religion was tefillah. It was natural for people. Learning was much more difficult. Mitzvahs were much more difficult. Today, it's almost inverted. Um, learning is pretty popular in a lot of different circles, um, and people get into it. Mitzvahs, Baruch Hashem, today, they're prepackaged. They almost need to do nothing. Um, and, you know, whatever, it's, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a hassle. I, I, I remember Sukkot was still... People, most people do not have sukkahs. Today, it's, everything is there for you. But tefillah has become a challenge. And it's very difficult uh, for many reasons. And it's hard. People grapple with it. You'll get many boys in yeshivas that are super achievers. Um, even boys in, quote, unquote, very, very stark yeshivas, they're super achievers in learning. And davening is something that's a vacuum. And certainly for, for, for everyone else. So I'd like to speak from a very different angle. In other words, it's something that I think getting a different sense of what tefillah is. We can talk a lot about, you know, the, the, the inspiration of tefillah, but I, I'd like to take two steps back because I think it's a hakdama that's necessary that maybe will be helpful and it's something that we can possibly do. The Gemara learns tefillah from the Avis. It's, it's, um, it's a... It's a, a Machlokas in the Gemara, whether we learn it from the Avis or whether we learn it from Karbanis. And the Gemara um, has psukim for the Avis and psukim for the, for the, for, for, from Karbanis. Karbanis. Psukim, we have Karbanis. So they, they bring three psukim and each one of the Avis. Um, there's a Pasuk first filler. For Avram Avinu, it says, Vayashkim Avram Baboke Elamokam Asha'om doesn't say anything about davening. The word tefillah is not mentioned. It says, he got up and we understand that it was the place we davened. By Yitzchak, it says, So he went out to Lasuach's unclear meaning in the Pasuk, but whatever it is, he went out to the field and Chazal Darshan Sichas tefillah and so on. And finally, by Yaakov, it says, So we have three psukim that are supposed to show us tefillah by the Avis. And tefillah is a primary religious activity, so we expect it to be there. And we don't have the word tefillah mentioned at all. We have three psukim, and it's hard even to identify a common denominator. Um, so the word makom sticks out very strongly. And by So how exactly do we understand why is that the place that's chosen to establish 
the, the, the concept of tefillah. So I, I'd like to, uh, I guess, refer to a medrash in Dvarim, and it says the following. It says, Lishkod al Dalsosai, it's dashing a posik about, and fortunate are they who, who are constantly at my door. So, Oma HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if you're coming to a shul to Davin, don't stand on the outside doorway. You should um, you should push yourself into going into a door within a door. So Chazal are referring to the the type of structure in a big shul when you have like a sort of a, a, a storefront shul, you have a door that goes immediately into into the diving area. The uh, the 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 um, in, a, in the appropriate way is like in the big shuls where you open up a door into a foyer, and then you come into the inner room. That's, the, that's what it's referring to. It, I mean, what, what halacha, what, what are we referring to? What exactly is it? What's, what's the pshatness? So let's understand a little bit about what tefillah is and why this type of arrangement is something that describes um, sharply the, the, the concept of appropriate tefillah. We are in a place and a space where HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not really overtly exist for us. The world is a natural world. It goes about its things. And part of, part of the ability to make a natural world and give people an environment where they can have free choice and can feel on top of everything is a sort of exclusion of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak. It's, it's only an imagined, but it's real in the sense that we, we, we're oblivious. The Gemara, there's a lush in the Gemara Yuma, it says, if it were not for the sounds of Rome, the, 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 the cacophony of human activity in Rome, we would be deafened by the sound of the sun coming out. What it means is that the sun coming out is the sense of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. A person stands and watches the sun rising. It's magnificent. And it's, it's, it's a gvura. It could say Hashem's gvuraso. And a person really would be overwhelmed by religious feeling, by Kaviyochul, HaKadosh Baruch so to speak, is, is starting the day. But what counterbalances that is the noise of the city. The Kol HaMonosh of Rome is just a cacophony of people talking and everything. I once had a, I, I was, I had a nephew of mine from Israel that came to visit, first time in America, he was an older, mature person, person a lot of depth. And I told him, I'll, I'll show you around. And we were in Manhattan. It's where I was born. So I had a, he, I, I took him to Empire State Building. 
And we stood on top, we looked around, I showed him. And then he said, hold off a minute, just be quiet. And he said, listen, and you hear just like this kind of roaring noise. And he said to me, um, what is this? It's not the wind, it was a still day. It's not the beach, not the ocean. It's the sound of 10 million human beings. It's, it's the sound of life itself. That's the way he described it. it was very, I was very taken. It, it, but, but it means human endeavor creates a sound and an environment that locks out any sense of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's not that we, 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 it's not we question anything. We don't think about it because we're so caught up with life. So we have this world, and in this world, there is no place of course, everything is done by Kadosh Baruch and everything behind us, but tachlis, we don't see it, we don't feel it, and so on. The only way out of it is to create a space, to create a place. The makom that's created is something that excludes the world out and does and 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 therefore it's possible now to have a place. Once we get rid of the Kol Hamoni Shalom, we can now have something else possibly rise to the surface. The halacha was, the Gemara speaks about when they rebuilt the Beis Hamikdash. So the question was, um, the, the Gemara, it's, the Gemara it talks about did the original Kedusha of Beis Hamikdash remain? Or did, they or did they need to create a new Kedusha? Today, the Kedusha stays forever. But in between the first basic and the second one, Simar's question. Simar says that they built, when they started building Beis Hamikdash, they wanted to bring Karbanis before they built the Beis Hamikdash. They put up mechitzas. They put up um, curtains uh, or some sort of partition. So the Gemara says, if the Beis Hamikdash was still Kadosh, the Mokma Mikdash, then the partitions were just there for Tznius. If we hold, if the Allah is that it did not remain Kadosh, then those partitions are necessary to create the Kedusha. In other words, unless we have a sectioning off of that place from, um, from the rest, it does not create a Mokim Kedusha because it's part of everything. The only way we can make something Kaddish is separating it. When you mavdal something, in the Beis HaMikdash, um, you have the Havdalah between the Kodesh Kodesh Kedoshim through a Parochas, and the Havdalah between the, 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 the Chatzar and, 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 the, and the Heichel. All of those are the creation of sacred space is by the exclusion of mundane space. One or the other. So Chazal tell us, when a person is dabbing a shul, the proper construction of the shul is that the, we have two walls. One wall excludes the outside. And one wall creates the new entity. In other words, 
we don't sense it that it's a new space unless we have a buffer zone between space one and space two. The Delas Betoch Delas, the Shoked al Dalsosai creates the, 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 I've left the outside and now I'm coming <coughs> the inside. Or else you wouldn't feel, and that's, I mean, aesthetically, the reason why in a grand hall you have that arrangement of foyer is that people should not be coming in from the street there. The street never opens up into the grand ballroom or into the concert hall or whatever it is. You, you get rid of the street and then you create a space of whatever it is that you want to create. That's the concept of Delos, Betoch Delos, Del Sosa, and so on and so forth. By the others, the point, the it, davening in the sense where a person calls out for help or besitzeres brochu, that might have been anyone. But what the others did was, and each and every one of them, Avram Avinu, it says, the place that he had stood and spoken to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that place became sacred ground. It was sort of a, a Mokom Kadosh. So the, the Torah tells us when we want to describe the establishment of the concept of tefillah as Avram coming back to that place. Because if he, if he davened the first time, so the first time he davened, it could be, I just have to daven here. I, I needed to daven, so I'm standing here. I say, please don't, don't destroy stone. Don't do this, don't do that. But if I'm coming back to the place, means the place itself had become consecrated. Yitzchak went out to a Sadeh, why couldn't he daven his house? If it means he went to daven Mincha, what was the problem of daven at home? Why do you have to go out? He had to go out to some place. And finally, Yaakov, Yaakov Avinu finds a place that is different. The, the Mokom of Yaakov is the Mokom HaMikdash. It's, it's the, he, he found a place that was not really part of everything else. So we're talking about creating a place. It says that one of the miracles in the Beis Hamikdash was that it was set up, the, the Kodesh Gadosh was set up in a way where the Aron didn't take up any place. It, 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 didn't, it did not fit the laws of space as we know it. Because the most elementary aspect of space is that for a space to fit into something else, it has to be smaller. You can't put something bigger or the same size into a container of the same size. It's, this was unique that the urn, even though it was the same size, it fit in. It's a very strange miracle. A, no one sees it. No one saw the Koshashim. So we just know it's there, but it's, it didn't impress anybody. And also, why, why, do, we have to make the, why do we have to make it um, that miracle? I mean, real estate in Jerusalem is a premium, but an extra ama wouldn't have been so expensive and it, it would have fit in without a nace. Why do you need a nace for it? The answer is because it was a statement that this space is different than space as we know it. It's not of the same space as the space around it. 
space all over needs, has a, the most basic laws, it can fit something small in it. This is a space that can fit in something as large as itself because it's of a different type. It's a different type of Markov. So Yaakov Avinu, who, um, Yaakov Avinu, who established more than anyone else, he found the Makom, and that Makom became that. We have a halacha, a kovea Makom litfiloso, okay, of Bozro, a person that's kovea a Makom, and davenes in, in, in a place, is, um, it, it says that the ovos, like, like we saw over here, he, he's, he helps. In other words, he's following in the pathway of the ovos. Why? Because when you daven in a certain place, it's a realization, this is the muckle. It's not just that, you know, the davening is more regular, it's less disturbed. Those are all good things, but those, those are really peripheral. When a person davens wherever he happens to be, or wherever it's convenient, so he davened, he's also tefillah, but Lemaisa, at the end of the day, the statement is there is no place or space. It happens to be wherever I stand. The idea that this has become space and place and it's off limits for anything else is something which is, um, it goes at the heart of what tefillah is. So tefillah, in as much as it's a meeting of a person and a Kaddish Baruch Hu, it requires that we create a place. So just like time, Mo'adim is a time for a meeting, Makom, a place for a meeting, is created. Renadel Chasham, by the Bispeach, or the Ben Abadim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu meets us somewhere. And when a person has a Makom Kavur, that's a place where HaKadosh Baruch Hu meets. I want to look at a Rambam in um, in Hilchus Tefillah. So we talk about Kavana. And we are to ask ourselves, what is Kavana? So, so we would talk about focus and concentrating and things of that nature. In the, the Rambam, which is, and the problem with that is, that's very, very hard to, um, to generate. If a person is, is not in the mood to davening, if a person is emotionally not, then it's, then, then it's not something that's easy. The Rambam speaks about Ketzeria um, Kavan. So first, Tesvav. Kavana Salev Ketzer. The Rambam first gives a list of things that um, are Bidi Eved. If you don't do it, you have to be Davin. And then the Rambam leaves a list of things that are important, but not with the evidence if you die without it. So Kavanas Halev is one of those that is Ma'akev. The davening is not, is, is not a good davening if you did it. Kavanas Halev, Ekeza. Called Tfilah, She'ena Be'Kavana, Ene Tfilah. If you daven without Kavana, it's not a davening. Be'mispalo blo Kavana, Chosef Tal Kavana. If you daven without Kavana, he has to go back again. La halacha, just I'll jump the gun a minute. La halacha, it, it, the level of kavana is a minimal amount, and it's only for first bracha. But, but I want to see how the Ram describes kavana. Tazayin. Ketzeria kavana. What is kavana? Sheyifna liboy bekolam achshavos. 
that a person gets rid of other thoughts, and he sees himself as standing in front of the Shechina. A person needs to pause a bit, to sit down a bit before davening, in order to focus. Um, so the Ramam does not speak about the level of intensity of Kavanah that we have. We would have to really think about what he's saying and really mean it and really feel it. But Ram does not say any of that. The Ramam says removing other thoughts and focusing as if you're standing for Baruch Hu. In other words, creating the sense of inclusive space. Kosh Baruch was here, and I'm here. Those are the areas, and the reason why the Rambam says it is because it's very hard to demand emotional uh, um, you know, drive. We can't tell a person what to think and how hard and how strong. Those, those are things that are not usually now control. What we can tell a person is, one, to let other, get go of other thoughts, and two, to, to, to think I am now about to address HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Those, those, are, those are thoughts a person can generate. Those are things a person can, can work with. So let's talk a little bit about this in the sense that I think is relevant to us. <laughs> to, to, to generate intensive emotion is difficult. Um, sometimes... When, we, when we're pressed, unfortunately, then we do have that type of emotion. Some people are souls on fire and they can have that. We can do some things to help. But those, those are things that are not easy to, to, to ratchet up. It just, it, we're not really so capable of pushing our emotions. But we are capable of two other things that are really, in a certain sense, much more fundamental. One, excluding the world out. And that's something that is really, really critical, especially today, where we live in the world and we're with the world and the world follows us. Wherever we, wherever we have our device with us, the world is with us. And it's something, it's, you know, it, 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 we say, please shut your phone before you come to the shul, not to serve other people. No. You haven't come into a shul until you haven't shut off your phone because you're still, you're still attached. I, I, I mean, I, I, see some, I see some of these people, they'll text or do something in the middle of the and technically, halakhically, it's at a place where you can be mafsik, but there's no tefillah because I never left. The, 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 the space, the, 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 the creating the sacred space of shul requires step number one, coming in from the outside. If we don't walk in through the outside doors, then we can't get into the inside doors. It's not a real muckle. So getting rid of it. Getting rid, every, everyone is busy, everyone's involved, and a person sits down to daven, to pause for 10 seconds, just to sort of let go. And everyone's, especially, you know, Shachas, Mincha, Maya, we're busy, we're involved. And it, it, if we sit down and daven without pausing a minute before davening, 
we are taking the world with us into our davening, which again means we don't have that space. We don't have that sense of, of uh, mokom. So it's, a, it's, it's, it's like the Chazal say it's two steps. It's walking in through the first set of doors and the second set of doors. And that's what the Rambam means. The first thing, I, I, I'm sure the Rambam is, is sort of paraphrasing that. Sheyifna libo mikola machshavos. Step one is to clear the mind. And today we do these exercises and people want to relax and people want to, you know, when they're under too much tension and pressure, we, 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 we know how to do it. Uh, or we try at least to sit and to sort of let things recede, let, let things calm down. Two, then he says to Vahak Oymid, he says, um, and then Vihira Atzma Kilayim Just the thought, I am now standing and talking by each other. That's, those, are, those are two things that a person really is in control of, and a person can really make that move on his own. How much is genuine afterwards? That, that, that will be told on the person, on the circumstance, and so on. And that's much, much harder to, to generate. But these are things that we can do. The, 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 um, and the exclusion of, of the outside, it it's also means that when a person is in shul, and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's difficult because we are at Sibur, and, and, and the beauties of a kehila, one of the beauties of a kehila is the interaction between people. We schmooze, we ask how things are going, we ask, we ask people what's doing, and, and that's very positive. But it's not positive for the tefillah section. And what's coming to shul for us is two parts. There's a tefillah, and then there's the tzibur, which is not only legitimate, it's, it's right, it's good that people care and involved, but they can't come together. person sits in his own dalaramis, not focused on anyone else. It's, it's at this point, I'm in my own dalamis, and, and this is where I am. Do, do, it, it's something which creates that sense of tefillah. And it's not easy because we, we're, gonna, we're switching. In other words, when we come into shul with other people, hi, how are you, what's doing? That's very appropriate. When we leave shul, tell me again, you know, um, is, is everything okay and, and so on? That's, that's extremely appropriate. That's, that's the, that is the, the, the interaction of a kehillah. But during the davening itself, it's something that we need to step back and get out. So let's just recap it and, and, and understand the concept because I think it's something that's two things. It's a basis for everything else. And it's a, if we don't start at this point, then everything else doesn't come. Secondly, it's a lot more under control where when you determine to do it, you can do it. Tefillah is a meeting of a person with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The first step in meeting with HaKadosh Baruch Hu is HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not exist in our world. We need to step into his world. How do we get from one world to another? The first thing is we have to exit our world. That's one. Then we enter into another world. The Rambam, when he writes in, in, in Mada, writes about a Navi, about a prophet, uh, um, about how does, what does one do to get the spirit of prophecy? So he writes about, about studying um, from prophets and, 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 and all sorts of things, but it starts with moving away 
from society as a whole and being misboded and in, 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 a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a bit of a faraway place. If you want to enter Hashem's domain, you need to leave yours. So the first point is, unless we're able to exclude out the world around us and whatever it is that we're involved in, and it could be, and, and for, for Tom Chachman, it could be the shit that he's saying. Right now, I need to exit that world. Um, I could be busy helping somebody. But if I'm davening now, I need to exit that. And that's what the Raman says. A person needs to be mefana, his machshava from all the machshavas. That's the outer door. The inner door requires the sense of presence of I am now, and a person can say those words to himself. I am now in the presence of a Kaddish Baruch and, 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 and the person is focused on Kaddish Baruch Does the mind wander? Yes. Do we always have a very, very strong emotional reaction? No. But we're doing tefillah. This is what kavana means. This is what the Ramam says. This is kavana as defined by halacha. Reb Chaim, for those of you who know, Reb Chaim has a very famous piece over here. This is one of his very few pieces that sort of crosses a bit into the realm of non-halacha. God, I don't know what, it is halacha. Well, he, he, in the safe, it's halacha. But, but he point is that there are two kavanas in tefillah. The kavanas of what the words mean, that's, that is only by the Evet puzzle if you weren't Mechavim, the first three brachas. But if, you, if we're talking about the general sense of what I'm doing, that any place in tefillah that you don't have that sense, it's, is, 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 it's possible. We assume that everyone has some sense of it, or else we would, we would never finish Daphne. We, we really would, would have a hard time. But the point is creating sacred space. One of the things we learned, um, a, psycho, a psychological, I don't want to say trick, but it's, 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 it's true. When people had to work at home during COVID, and for those who are fortunate to be able to do it afterwards, um, you want to have, so you have all the equipment at home that you have in the office, but a lot of people have problems. And one of the eights is to cordon off a specific area. This is my office space. You know, give it its own place, give it its own colors, give it its own marker. Do something that when I'm here, I do not engage in any home activities and vice versa. It creates a sense of space and that's, and that's where we're able to function and do what we need to do. So, it, it is, for, for whatever reason, it's one of the challenges of our generation. Um, that filler itself is really, it, it really needs a lot of effort. Creating that space is one of the places that I think is, 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 has, has taken a terrible toll on it. Because we're so connected. So if, so if, if a person is still half busy with whatever he's doing outside, th- then, then he hasn't created any space. Learning how to, and that's something we can control. That's something that requires just a mental effort. It's not an emotional effort. To say, okay, at the doorway, the world stops. And that's why using a sitter instead of a phone is a much better idea because it's, 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 a, it's a new space. It's a, it's a way to tell yourself, I've left that world. And the minimal kavana is just to take five seconds for davening and say, okay, now it's me and Akadish Baruch Yes, we're not angels, our minds will wander, our hearts will wander, but if we start, 
and we do it the way we should do, does Hashem will be able to continue and, and, and hopefully this piece of the puzzle will, 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 will fit in. It's ironic. Torah has become so much stronger. Chesed Baruch Hashem is tremendous. And Navoda Tfila is, is limps along terribly. Bez Hashem, we should do what we need to do to create this space. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu will come and fill the space. And and Hashem.